mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. You have survived. You have overcome all odds. And if you are listening to this, we need your help. With the increase of Zilla activity and the world teetering on the brink of destruction, there is only one group of brave individuals that still give us hope. An elite international task force assigned with the defense of major gaming news. I am Jazzy. And I'm Grimlock, and we are the Alpha, Alpha Squad. Well, that went well. It I did. Like it. I like first it. time, first time. We we didn't practice. Never a doubt. We didn't practice that at all for I don't the know. last twenty minutes. I don't know what you're talking about. We definitely didn't practice that. Never. Welcome to the Gamezilla Alpha Podcast. What Gamezilla right. Alpha episode? Fucking pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Help! <laughs> that took me episode <laughs> pilot. That's why it's a pilot. <laughs> well, we know the first thing we got to work on: your use of the word pilot at the appropriate time. <laughs> pilot. Good thing we don't have to do that ever again. Because we'll get just on plug to the pilot. <laughs> Welcome to the Gamezilla Alpha Podcast. This is a all-new podcast, a focus show, where we pick one major topic and we really spend an entire show talking about some of the news, giving some opinion, and really just kind of having a debate or a conversation about this one topic. We want to thank our Patreon uh, supporters that is why this show exists. So if you are unaware of what Patreon is, you need to head on over to MotorCityGaming.com. Click on that support page and read all about what Patreon does for the for us as Motor City Gaming, as Gamezilla Alpha, and really and anybody else that's part of this group. So we take a lot of time out of our week. We build multiple shows. We've built this website. We go on these convention trips. We get all this coverage for you. And the the people that have joined Patreon, they are giving back to us to help support this concept, to help support this company, and believe in us and want to see more. So that's what Patreon is. If you like this show, if you want more, that is how you can get your voice heard by con- contribution to us. And in return, we give you some really cool perks so people listening to this for example might be listening to it early because you get early access to the games of the alpha show you get uh exclusive discord access so we have a discord channel and there's always fun stuff going on at discord so make sure to go to our website or head on over to social media motor city gaming and you can find links to join the discord channel but there are very special channels that you cannot get unless you are a patron and those are the channels that influence podcasts. Those are the channels that influence the shows that we make. So if you're looking for that, 
you need to head right over to Patreon, GameZilla Podcast, and become a patron. Help us out. Yeah. A uh, quick shout out to The Glitch, our latest patron. Thank you for jumping on the Alpha Squad, jumping on the GameZilla Squad. We appreciate it. But uh, yeah, so we want to, you know, this this show wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for Patreon. So we want to yeah. thank, we want to thank uh, all of our all of our patrons, and um, let's let's get into it. We want to explain a little bit about this show. We want to uh, then get into our topic, which uh, for those of you that are living under a rock, there's a new Nintendo video game system coming out. It's called the um, what is it called again? Uh, the the one two uh, uh, Zelda player. The one two witch, I think. What, eh, something like that. It's the Nintendo Switch, and it's about a week away. But that means the embargo got lifted, and we want to talk about all of the good news, the bad news, a little bit of in between, and just talk about the stuff that I think a lot of companies, a lot of people have been waiting to talk about, and they just couldn't. So we're going to cover all of that juicy details in this week's GameZilla Alpha. So what is GameZilla Alpha? It is still GameZilla, but we felt when we were doing the GameZilla podcast where we are giving you that new, that up-to-date, that current content in the gaming industry, we found that we'd come across topics that we just didn't really have time to give you all of the information, give you the in-depth opinions that we have on that topic. So we decided to create the GameZilla Alpha show, which is going to allow you to get that extra little bit that we couldn't spend time on on the GameZilla show to tell you more about those hot topics. So if a new game system comes out like the Switch, we have the ability to take a little extra time and give you kind of a more in-depth feeling on you know our opinions on it, some more information that we might not have had time to give you on the GameZilla show. Yeah, so... We, uh, you know, the GameZilla show has turned into a two-hour, two-plus sometimes, yeah. and though we really want to focus on some of the topics at hand, we have to keep moving along. We want to make sure we get to user emails and Discord, in, you know, involvement. And if we spend all the time uh, yelling and screaming about news, then we miss out on a lot of the other fun stuff. So that is why the Alpha Show got made. Uh, to also to line this up, the Alpha Show is a it's a special show. It's a focused show, like I've said, but it focuses around unique events, unique companies. So, like, example, today we're going to talk about Nintendo, and we're going to focus on the embargo being lifted and really talk about we're a week away. Let's get some thoughts. Let's get some some cold, hard facts, and let's get yeah. some, some predictions, and we're going to mix them all up. But next week... We're going to spend some time with Corey from Underbite Games talking about Super Dungeon Tactics. So that's the other thing this show is going to bring you. It's going to bring you exclusive interviews with the gaming industry, game developers, game publishers, gaming companies. We are going, we're not just going to PAX South, East, West, E3 this year. I don't even know if I've actually said that on the normal show. <laughs> yep. We're going to E3, E3 this year. It's confirmed. Um, so... Actually, hold on. Let me get this right. We're going to E3 this year. Yeah. I've never been able to do the horn. Yeah, I'm running better. this show, bitches. That's right. I'm running this show. We ain't got no dead-eyed up in here. That's probably why this show sounds like shit. But hey, I'm running the show. 
But yeah, so we're going to E3. We're uh, going to BlizzCon. We go to all these events, not simply just to like, hey, we're gamers. We want to go to these. No, we're meeting and networking with the industry. We're talking with Capcom. We're talking with Nintendo when we're holding the Switch. And we're meeting these indie developers, which are huge. These are the future of gaming. This is the this is the new, you know, the whole new avenue of how you can create a game in your in your basement in your garage and and maybe be successful and blow up into having your own your own full-blown studio and we want to get we want to capture that so this show is going to give you all of that uh week in week out so sometimes we'll have exclusive interviews other times we'll pick a hot news topic and we'll and we'll argue it or or have a Eh, no, we'll argue it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we do. We have a, com- a comfortable conversation, but that never happens. So, but um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, um, let's get into yeah. it. The shows are. This one might run a little long, but the shows generally are going to be about an hour. We're going to try to keep them yeah, condensed into an hour and really just try to give you a lot of content um, focused around an individual, a company, or an or something that's happening in the industry. So, without further ado, let's get into the Nintendo Switch. All right, so can we get a switch sound effect? Um, yeah, you ready? Let's get in. Let's switch to the topic of the show. <sighs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There we go. I gotta work on that. I gotta get more used to this. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a little yeah. amped for the switch. Multitasking. I understand. It's it's a lot more than we normally have to do because normally we have a video producer and a producer in the studio, and we don't have to do shit. Yeah, we went <laughs> from four people to two. So yep. <laughs> let's switch to more responsibilities. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. There we go. Anyways, the Nintendo Switch is out on March 3rd, and the embargo got lifted today. Yep. So, some interesting news came out with this. We're going to start with some of the positive stuff, and then we'll we'll bring out some of the concerns. But right now, the first thing I want to talk about is that we... we, Before we hit that, can we just let everybody... Hit the Switch again? Yeah, hit the Switch again. But (sighs) a lot of people... uh, might not know what embargo means. Uh, embargo, it's like um, Windigo. It's a mythical creature, and sometimes it comes out and says, "Shh, you can't talk about this until I say so." Yeah. Once the mythical creature leaves, aka the big N, then you can talk about it. Yeah. Or, but it's scarier than that. It's like the, fangs with blood dripping from them, yeah. and a slight growling. Yeah, exactly. It's it's terrifying. If you've ever played, uh, what's the game that you played that 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 I watched and, and scared the crap out of me? Um. Wow, why did I forget it? It's Until Dawn. Until Dawn, there it is, yeah. If you ever played that, then you know what embargo is. Exactly. Just kidding. Embargo <laughs> is a term we use in the industry where basically a company puts an embargo on, let's say, a piece of hardware or software, or in Nintendo's case, everything about their system, and says you cannot post, you know, you can't release reviews, you can't really talk about the, the specifics of this of this item until embargo lifts. Now, sometimes you'll see it on a video game, and it won't lift until the day that the game releases. This happens... This this embargo ended a week before the launch of the system, and now we're seeing some new news, like the launch lineup that has uh, expanded um, and with a couple games. Not a lot, but a couple games, and they're, and they're cool. So... The biggest thing that people are concerned about the Switch is the software. We, we're looking at a light year of releases. Yes, we're getting Zelda up front. Yes, we're going to get Mario in the end. And there's going to be sprinkled in a few games here and there like Mario Kart and Splatoon. But overall, we're sitting here like, where's these 60 games that they promised us in the year of 2017? I just don't see it happening. 
and and maybe we won't hit that mark still. But here's a couple to uh, add to the launch title, the launch area um, on March third. That um, for the most part, I think I'll, I think I'm going to buy them both. Now it says three games because it's kind of bullshit, but. The first game is Fast RMX, which is the racing game that we saw a little bit uh, during the presentation that looks a lot like a Wipeout meets uh, F-Zero. It looks interesting. It is a Nintendo exclusive, and if you're into that futuristic racing style, you're going to be able to pick that up and play it on launch, which is pretty cool, followed by the game that I'm most excited about that it's a launch title, and that is Shovel Knight. Yes, yes, yes. And you're getting two versions of it. So if you've played, everyone's like, I've played Shovel Knight on 17 different systems. I don't want to play it again. It's like, right, but you never played Spectre of Torment, which is the new and currently Switch exclusive Shovel Knight uh, expansion. Now, the thing about uh, the reason why they say three games, right? If you want the whole thing, you can get Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, which gives you the original. It gives you the uh, the new Spectre of Torment and um, and some extra modes in between. So like like co-op and things like that. So the Spectre of Torment, they're all available on the eShop day one. And the Spectre of Torment's gonna run you like ten bucks. Not bad at all. No, and that's then if very you want good. and if you want the whole the whole like the whole kit. The chest. The whole chest. Twenty four ninety nine. Thirty bucks. Not bad. So Cause I can't do math. <laughs> Wait, what? You said yeah. you're twenty four ninety nine. I'm like thirty bucks, and I was like, yeah, not bad. Like, yeah, just give me, a, yeah, just give them an extra five bucks. Who cares, man? Come on, They're, they it's need worth it. It's worth it. Hashtag yeah. worth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and that deserves this. I don't know why, but we just wanted to fit it in there. All right, so. Those are our new games that are going to be available on the launch, along with uh, Zelda, of course, Breath of the Wild, 1-2 Switch, which has 28 mini-games inside of it. And more to come, and more to come. (laughs) Super Bomberman R, which I'm very excited for, Just Dance 2017, Skylander Imaginators, and I Am Setsuna. So, again, still a light launch uh, list, but a little bit better now that they've added a few. Now let's go ahead and... I feel like people might get a little overzealous for these launch titles because if you really think about it, like going back to any console, not just Nintendo's, there's never really been a console that's had a giant launch list, has there? Well, I mean, or if there's been a giant launch list, it's full of shit. Right. You know, it's full of bad games. And so... I don't... PlayStation uh, VR was supposed to have, what, 50 games at launch and I played like two of them? Yeah. And we still have only played two of them. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's just a number to make you... Uh, I've played three now. I've played three. But the... Uh, so, yeah, the launch titles might be light, but let's be honest. Like, you have a month, basically. Okay, sorry. Let me let me take it back. You have, Mar- you have basically two months, because it's the end of April that you're going to get Mario Kart Deluxe... Sorry, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Which... You're going to spend most of that time playing Zelda. And I guess if you're not a Zelda fan, then yeah, that's a, that's a long 60-day window for you. But you're going to play Shovel Knight then because, come on, Shovel Knight's amazing. Yeah, Shovel Knight's I can't wait fun. to play Shovel Knight. 
you might be playing Just Dance. We don't know. And we have um, it's not a launch, it's not a day one launch title, but March seventeenth we have the Isaac uh, Rebirth game coming out as well with a bunch of Switch exclusive modes added to it. So I think it's Isaac Rebirth Plus is what they're calling it. Mm. So I mean, like, there's gonna be these games that hit here and there, and they may not be like AAA games, but in this day and age, I enjoy I enjoy uh, indies just as much as I enjoy AAA. Like I'm gonna love Zelda. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I'm super excited for Zelda, but I'm just as excited for this new content for Shovel Knight. And that's where that's for you know, and that's me. Like I get where some people are like, you know, and I made this argument in the Game Zilla podcast that if they had a Mario at launch, they would have more successful. They'd have more demand, right? Zelda's great, and people love Zelda, but they don't love Zelda like they love Mario. You know, and 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 that comes down to people we've asked, like, "Hey, are you going to buy a Switch day one?" No, because I'm not a Zelda fan. And then I asked that that same person. I always follow up with, "If they had a Mario game at launch, would you buy a Switch?" And and 99 percent of the time, it's like, "Yeah, yep, that's what I want." He's I Nintendo's icon. I mean, yeah. people grew up with with Super Mario more than they grew up with The Legend of Zelda. Well, so. plus he's a platformer. He is... It's not an RPG. Some people don't want to invest that type of time into a game. Yeah. They want a platformer that they can pick up, have fun with, and set it down. So, I get it. But, anyways, we're, we're getting off track here. Let's switch into the negative news of this same topic. And that is, yes, we're getting these games on launch, Unfortunately, we are not getting Virtual Console at launch. Confirmed by Nintendo, Ugh. there will be no Virtual Console games at launch, and we do not have a date as to when the VC will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. This was a disappointment, um, and I understand. People keep telling me this, and, and I, I hate that this is, their, this is their reasoning behind it, right? Not Nintendo's. This is like the people that are like, well, yeah, but... Um, the Wii U didn't have it at launch, and the 3DS didn't have it at launch. I go, that's not an excuse. What you're telling me is that there's a guy up the bat, and he has two strikes, and he just swung the third time and struck out. That's what you're telling me. Like, just because they didn't do it the last two times doesn't mean it's okay that they did it, didn't do it this time. Virtual Council is huge, and if they wait eight months to get it out, that is a huge blow to the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Day one, day one that the that virtual console will be available. I will add Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion if it, if they give it to me, uh, Earthbound, some of the Mario's, some of the Mega Man's. Like there are these 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 games that I must have in every form possible because I love them so much. And you're not gonna have them ready at launch. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's it's games that we've had before. It's stuff that we've done like when. <sighs> What people have to realize is the Wii U <laughs> was not even dying, dead at this point. Like, dead in the water. Nintendo needed to do something. So they pushed the launch of the Switch in the fastest I've ever seen a company push a console out. Like, they have to get this out because the Wii U was killing them. Slowly, slowly killing Nintendo. So... When people are all upset that they're not going to have, you know, some of these ports or they're not going to have, you know, a, a bigger launch title, uh, launch title games, stuff like that, you have to realize that Nintendo rushed the system out. And when you when you're behind and, and you're and you're down in the game, you don't put out a bunch of your garbage players. You put out your all stars like we're going to give you Zelda day one. And they're running with that because 
they have to like this this system is you know way way before it's time like they should have had way more time to prep get this perfected give you a great launch system but they they couldn't they have to get this system out so they have to give you their their heavy hitters and then follow up with what else they got but they've done the virtual council since the Wii okay Three generations, if you include the handheld 3DS, which mm-hmm. also had a virtual console. Now, given two of them weren't ready, but like, unless and maybe they're revamping it completely, right? Maybe it's a complete overhaul of the virtual console infrastructure. But you would sit there and think that games that are emulated that are that are minuscule in size. I mean, jokes when you think about it nowadays, and. An infrastructure that you that you're already aware of and you already know how to build. Why is it not coming out? Right. And for people like you, Jazzy, who are not Zelda fans and have admitted that Zelda is not something that excites you, wouldn't it be great to put Doctor Mario on your Switch? Wouldn't it be great to put some? Yes, they are old games, and yes, you've played them many times. Mm-hmm. But it would give you more of a reason to own a Switch currently. You sit here not having one pre-ordered, and I will have one at midnight on launch. Okay, so we sit on opposite ends here. I know that eventually a switch will become will be something that is you know that you own, but you know i I have come to the I have accepted the fact that you're not going to own one at launch because there's no reason for you in in the fan a fanboy of certain games. There's nothing out that is that screams jazzy. Mm-hmm. I'm that other I'm that other 99% that you were talking about to where if Mario was the launch title game versus Zelda, I would have a Switch at launch. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and I've made this I've made this point and I think I'm going to make a prediction here. This has never been said. It's never been said on the Gamezilla show and it's going to be the first time on the Alpha show. And that is Jazzy has sat here and always thought that, you know, and has talked about, like, I will get a Switch when Splatoon 2 comes out, which is summertime, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say, and I don't have a date, I don't, I don't know why I'm even saying this, but I believe because of your, your addiction for video games and your, your <laughs> track record with PlayStation VR and PlayStation Pro and things like that, that you are going to own the Switch sooner than anybody thinks. I don't think... You're not a day one. You're not a Zelda player. But I think you're you're in that 60-day window because I think when people start playing Mario Kart and you start seeing all of us locally playing battling and racing and just having a good time and you're over there like, oh man, I want want a Switch. That's when you're going to go out and get a Switch. I, um... I can't. I can't put that past you. Like I can't, because there's, there's been, you know, proof in the past, of, you know, I'll swing by and, and see you with the PlayStation VR and and the uh, hands-on that we had before it launched. And okay, yeah, I really want to go get this now. Uh, it even happened with the Wii U. I had you know came over to the studio here, saw that you were playing Splatoon, the original game, and I immediately went out the next day and bought a Wii U so that I could play Splatoon. So. Can I can I say that I this isn't going to happen to me? No, but at the same time, the only thing that I currently look am looking forward to with the information and what I've seen so far is Splatoon Two. So, 
as it's it's currently, that's still the plan. I still plan on getting a Switch right around when Splatoon 2 launches, so that way I can, you know, hop in and play that game that I'm looking forward to with my friends. However, uh, you know, I'm over the studio a lot, so if I see you playing something that might be interesting, I can't say that I might exactly. not go out and get one. Exactly. <sighs> because you're my puppet. Okay, anyway, sorry, did I say something? False. Um, <laughs> So yeah, no no virtual console. Uh, I hope I hope it's not that far out. I hope it's maybe like in the in the first ninety days, you know, type deal. I'm if really hoping the, for it to come yeah. out sooner than later because being able to put Doctor Mario on my Switch is something that not only I know I will enjoy, but I'll be able to put in the hands of my mom. And I don't know about you because I know you've had stories in the past. It just something about putting a new technology putting the vr headset on my mom for the first time and watching her you know dive down into the ocean and see all everything in vr it's just like it kind of brings that like joy to you like man this is my mom who was always yelling at me when i was a kid to not play video games don't sit close to the tv don't play video games your whole life get out and play with your friends and now it's like they're interested again and they find these new technologies and video games fun yeah, exactly. I, I enjoy every time I get to uh, use the the uh, PlayStation VR headset with someone that hasn't tried VR yet. It's uh, it's a fun experience to sit back and watch them interact with with uh, with that new technology. And yeah, that's a that's a big thing. So I'm hoping the first ninety days. Um, if you push it out outside of ninety days, I feel like you're you're definitely missing an opportunity. When it does become ready, people will love it. And uh, you know, we we have heard the other rumors uh, that have pretty much been confirmed through video leaks that your game purchases are going to be tied to your new Nintendo account mm-hmm. instead of the hardware, which is huge. So because of those changes, I'm wondering, you know, that could be why the virtual console is not ready. But at the same yeah. time, the eShop is ready. So, you know, I can I can keep going back and forth and we can get nowhere. We understand the system's not out yet. We don't know all the answers. But this is what's out there. And it's 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 spinning new questions and, and creating new, uh, you know, concerns. But overall, it's just, it's more or less we're a week away and I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. Absolutely. So, um, with that, we also have the news that hit today about the day one patch so day one update um the day one update it turns out the reason why we've been seeing all these videos and it's like people basically just clicking through the uh you know the setup and then shutting it down is because nintendo was kind of smart and basically their system can't do anything unless you have a physical cartridge right now it can't even get onto wi-fi Yep. So the day one patch, which is going to drop just prior to the launch on March 3rd so they can get it ready and get it rolled out, um, is going to give you access to network features such as Nintendo eShop, online gameplay, ability to share images to social media, things like that. The, the ability to link Nintendo accounts to your Nintendo Switch console uh, and like the and the ability to connect online using hotspots that require authentication, such as a hotel or a cafe. Uh, a web applet um, will open up so that the user can sign in um, or accept terms of use. So they they lock these systems down. Even if they even if they leaked out like they did, they weren't going to be able to do a whole lot unless they had a physical game. And even then, the multiplayer aspects and things like that, none of that was going to work. So. Those are some obviously key features of the system that that right now anybody that has a system has no idea what they're what's even going to be possible, and we also don't know what this day one update could give us beyond that. So um, there could be more than just yeah. that. 
Are we surprised? I'm not. Nintendo is great at locking down their shit. But the other cool thing is Nintendo says the update seamlessly downloads in the background. And it's designed to install quickly and it will not disrupt gameplay. So you get your system home and you slap Zelda in it and you just want to play, you're not going to have to worry about that typical, oh, i got to get the system updated, and then it's going to so download, and it's going to reboot, and it's going to install, and it's going to reboot, and then it's like, like who knows? <laughs> right, right? Yeah. If you got an Xbox, you got to yep. update your fucking controller, and it's going to yep. reboot. So like, And then 20 minutes later, you realize your gerbils aren't running fast enough for your internet to keep up with the install, so it's going to take four days. So you go out there, and you shoot at the gerbil. It's a hot mess. Yeah, so... Um, so that yeah, that's that's interesting that they, the way that they've uh, they're going to be rolling that out, and then we want to talk about the reporting here. So lo- again, a lot of people have had these systems and they haven't been able to journalists and companies haven't been able to talk about it, um, and now all these articles are coming out. And something that's been reported multiple times from from lots of different locations is that the Nintendo Switch has a problem with its left Joy-Con desyncing. And we're hoping that the day one patch will fix it. So all over Twitter and other places, people have been reporting, you know, the Switch left Joy-Con sync issues have been so bad that I can't play Zelda on my TV with it using the Pro Controller instead. I've played roughly 20 hours of Zelda, and it's happened two to three times. You know, here's another person. I've just experienced some left Joy-Con sync issues with my gray system. Seems to be a universal issue. So... This is uh, my favorite one. <laughs> my favorite one is the from the Super Bowl a couple of years back. We had uh, Left Shark, Right Shark, and and how and how <laughs> yep, the, yep. yeah Left Shark was uh, was jacked up. <laughs> this was a tweet with with the video of Left Shark from the Super Bowl that said rare footage of Left Joy-Con losing sync with the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite one, but. Um, Reports are are stating this is when the Joy-Cons are off of the tablet. So this is like when they're on the grip or they're in your hands and they're wirelessly separate. If they're on the tablet and in the whatever they call the handheld mode, um, people are reporting that it doesn't seem to be an issue as, uh, as bad. So um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully this is uh, something that Nintendo has already caught on to and they're going to uh, take care of it on a day one patch. But it is something that's being reported um, that could be uh, a major issue it's something they need to fix i mean you and i both know in the past that like we had a better opportunity of you know solving a rubik's cube blindfolded behind our back before trying to get one of our wii remotes to freaking sync like it was just a hot mess (laughs) so connectivity issues between these controllers and the system has always kind of been uh, a struggle that Nintendo has had mastering, I should say, because they've they've done a good job of for what it is. I mean, it's a controller that you could take off and use as a sword and use as a bo- boxing glove. And I mean, this is a new technology that they had come up with not that long ago, and you physically can utilize this controller to do actions, and it works. It's not just sitting in your hand clicking buttons for your character to move and stuff like that. So. Yeah, there's going to be some sync problems that they're going to have. Uh, something Nintendo just needs to work on. It doesn't sound like a catastrophe, and this is clearly something that looks like because it's because it's being reported multiple times that it could very well be a, a software firmware uh, issue. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that we want to hope that it's not is a hardware issue 
that they've that they've you know they've shipped out a ton of these systems that are defective that would be a terrible start for the switch absolutely so let's all hope that that's not the case and it's but it works a in the tablet patch. form so Which eventually again, it, it, down the road when i get my switch not going to be a major problem for me because that's how I see myself doing a lot of gaming. Right, on the and Switch, that's why so. it also really sides to the fact that it looks, it seems to be software, firmware yeah. uh, based, not a not a physical hardware issue. So, um, next up, moving back into some positive news here is on Tuesday, February twenty eighth, on uh, nine a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern time. We have the Nintendo will be broadcasting to talk about downloadable indie games. According to the uh, press release, over 60 indie games will be coming to the Nintendo eShop this year. And Nintendo wants to uh, spend this show focusing a bunch of the indie games that are coming to the Switch. So we're only a few days away from even understanding more of what this year of 2017 is going to look like. You know, hopefully some now, hope, you know, and sprinkled throughout the rest of the year. Um, you know, I'm excited to see because we have heard that the game, that the system is easier to develop for. Mm-hmm. You know, which has been which has been a huge crutch for for Nintendo in the past. They're just hard to develop for. They're different. You know, all these guys over here are disc based, and and you know, the N64 is cartridge based. I'm out. Or you know, all these guys here are giving me open open. You know, free free roam, and Nintendo's trying to you know lock me down to to all these restraints. I'm out, and, and that's and that's it's always been hard to work with Nintendo, and and that's the, been the big thing here that we've heard from third party, we've heard from Nintendo, we've heard from everybody that it's easier to work on the system, and it's easier to work with Nintendo than ever before, and so for them to come out and hopefully have a big show where they're going to focus a ton of indie. You know these small guys that have res- that have strict budgets that can't go above and beyond just because they you know turn to this guy and have millions of dollars thrown into their project. These are the people that are that are coming to the switch, and that's a good sign. That's also what I want. I want to call third party support. You know, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get Ubisoft. Yeah, we're gonna get EA. Yeah, we're gonna get. Uh, oh my God, um, Elder Scrolls. What, what's the what's the company? Bethesda. Bethesda. I kept saying. <laughs> I kept thinking Blizzard. I, I had Bethesda. Th- I had to think for a second there because you're like, who makes Elder Scrolls? And I'm like, think. I'm like, it's. I know it's Bethesda, <laughs> but I'm like, did he really forget Bethesda? No, this has got to be a trick question. <laughs> I kept thinking Blizzard, and I couldn't get Blizzard out of my head. So, anyways, um, you know, yeah, you're gonna. We're, we're saying that we're getting those people, but I also want to hear about, you know. Axiom Verge, and we already know about Shovel Knight, and you know all all of these types of companies that are out there making these cool individual games like Super Meat Boy, and and um, I know Hyper Hyper Light Drifter, you know th- things like that. I want to see that stuff on the Switch as well. It's it's funny that this that this came up because um, in our in our Discord channel we have a lot of people that are super excited about the Switch. They're giving us daily countdowns and by the hours and minutes even it's ridiculous. But a lot of people are super excited because it's getting real close. And it's just funny because I come over to the studio today. And this kind of ties into to our twinage in being twins. And I walk through the door. The first thing I say to you is, man. You see Indy's getting a spot on the Switch next Tuesday, and you're like, yep. And <laughs> we're more excited about the fact that indie titles are going to be uh, displayed next Tuesday th- for the Nintendo Switch than uh, 
it kind of gave us a, a step back from our excitement for the Switch and uh, really put indie back into perspective and shows how much we really love it. Indie is just such a it's a free world, you know. Like we could spend a whole episode, and maybe we, maybe we'll do this soon. Spending a whole episode just talking about the world of indie games mm. and how like you can you get some of like the most creative concepts and unique play out of an indie game because you because there's not eight billion hands on it. There's not some publisher that's like, well, that's not mainstream enough. That's not going to sell. That's not going to sell copies, right? Right. Like. You know, from things like, um, from things like Axiom Verge, that that that's a clear, just like celebration of the Metroidvania style game. That that person clearly was a fan of that type of game, to something completely unique, like telling a story about yeah, you know, what about child that, flower? that passed away from yeah, cancer. Flower always gets me. It's like it's a video game that's about the wind blowing flower petals. Super cool, <laughs> like yeah. it's art. That that's exactly it. You know, art art form for sure. Um, so I'm happy to see that come to the Switch. It gives the Switch more variety. And if places like EA, places like Ubisoft don't stick up to their word and support the system, I think this system will find success, just like the PlayStation Vita has. Absolutely. The PlayStation Vita was left to drown and die by PlayStation, and that that indie scene, that that JRPG and port the port scene, has really kept given that system a unique life. That people that are fans of that stuff, it's like a secret little machine for them. You know, mm-hmm. most most you know most average gamers be like, oh, why do you have a PlayStation Vita? That thing's been dead for years. It's like, well, not really, actually. Yeah. The, the indie scene's live and well. To the point where I enjoy playing indie on my PS Vita so much that when you know a new game or a new indie title comes out that I want to play, I kind of get a little bummed when I find out it's not coming to my Vita. I'm like, oh, I can only play this on my PlayStation 4? Man, I wish it was on the Vita. <laughs> true, that's true. I, I always look for like cross-buy, cross-save, things like exactly. that. Exactly. Especially games that you know they can run on the Vita and then they don't end up on the Vita and you're just like, damn it. Yep. So, um, the next piece I want to talk about that's come out today is people are allowed to take their switch, their their early uh, advanced switch units outside now. IGN themselves could not even take their system outside of their office. Like that was the rules. Yeah. So now people have been able to take them outside, and the report is shocker: the screen's hard to see outside in the sunlight, <gasps> even if oh it's cloudy. My God, really? Because when I take my te- my 70-inch you know, 4K television outside, it's hard to see the screen in the sun, too. Or my laptop, or my tablet, or my, le- or my phone, or my DS, or my V... Uh, basically, what I'm saying is... Or no my glasses. shit. <laughs> Anything that's some sort of screen is hard to see in sunlight. Period. Uh, yeah. Th- <laughs> I just... I don't like... Uh, here's the thing, and that's why I bring it up. People are trying to find reasons to be like, I don't know, this is a portable machine, and it, and it's hard to see outside. It's like, motherfucker, everything's hard to see outside. I wear a smartwatch because it's supposed to help me with things, and guess what? It's useless outside. It's a watch, and I can't even tell the time outside. <laughs> what the hell do you think is going on here? So, of course, it's not going to look as good outside as it looks maybe when you're in the fucking dark, but... 
this is not something to sit there a week before the system comes out and be like, well, this might be, this might be a deal breaker because uh, you know they're talking about how the switch is portable and uh, well, it may be it's still portable. You still can play it anywhere you want. Maybe don't play it directly in the sunlight. Probably a bad idea. Yeah. And yes, it's reflective. I get, all glass is reflective. Like. And maybe it's a little more reflective than other things. I don't know, but from what I've held, when I've held this system, it feels like any other screen. Okay, so not this is not like groundbreaking news. And the yeah. fact that people are writing these articles about it and then bringing it up and trying to make like a bit like huff and puff about it, it's just stupid. Just stop. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of the sun's reminder that if you take your unit outside and you can't see the screen, it's saying, put the goddamn video game down and go play in the fucking sun. Throw a goddamn frisbee <laughs> and stop being a piece of shit. Anyways, though, enjoy your Switch, just not maybe where it's hard to see. If it's hard to see, good news. It's portable. Move. Exactly. <laughs> Move your ass. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> It's just common sense stuff that annoys me. It's like, well, I can't see the screen when it's the sun's directly in the angle of the, that, you know, and uh, blah, blah. And they keep going on and on. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. We had a lawsuit here in the state of Michigan not that long ago. Somebody spilled hot coffee on their lap and then sued the company because it burnt, it didn't, them. Because it burnt them. And they didn't, unfortunately, have the, the warning typed that on the side hot. of the cup that it said warning hot contents. Hey, they guess do what? now. It's fucking coffee. It comes hot, and it's gonna burn your lap if you put it between your legs. You like, ordered oh it because you knew it was hot. Exactly. It's just so people will take any. These little are the thing people that, that put sense. sunglasses on and then they yeah. stare at the sun and then they wonder why they go fucking blind. That's what these people are. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's that's what it is. It's stupidity, and this is stupidity. It's the same thing with like. Well, the virtual console's not coming out and launch, and uh, Nintendo doesn't want money. <laughs> Nintendo wants your money. They're a company that all they do is make shit because they want your money. So please stop being an idiot and understand that there is another reason beyond the fact that yeah. Nintendo just sucks. Everyone's like, there they go. Nintendo's being Nintendo. And I'm like, no, like, no, there's, there's a reason. And if there's not a reason, like, then it was a bad move. But in the end, they are a business they are a for-profit business, and they want your money. And yep. guess what? You, all these people that are... This is the best part. I love it. In our Discord. And I love I love everyone in our Discord. But in our Discord, we got people that are like, I don't know, man. There's just the reflective screen. I, I'm I'm, I'm going to be outside a lot, and I just... They, but, you know, I don't know. I'm going to go pick one up on launch day so I can play Zelda while I, uh, you know, I'm on the airplane. Then, sh then shut up! Like exactly. you're still going to buy yeah. one. Nintendo at no point did they sit down. I'm sorry, BMC. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know, th they sit down in their board meeting, right? And they're like, "All right, you know, here's what we want to do. We want to put a product out so that people can pay us money, so that we can have a salary, so that we can live." 
They want our money. Do they sit down in their board meetings and sometimes come up with decisions that might not be the best for business or might not be the best for the consumer or might not be the best for them in the long run? Absolutely. Every company is going to do that. It's trial and error. You come up with an idea, you throw it out there, you know, you catch the fish or you don't. But at the end of the day, not ever did Nintendo sit in a goddamn boardroom and say, let's figure out a way that we can not make money? News, <laughs> newsflash, here's an example for you. There are plenty of people out there that think that the chat system being a phone app is stupid. I think I have one that's one that sits right next to me. Mm-hmm. Okay? He thinks it's stupid. I'm, I'm sitting back with the sense that this has never been done before. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to try it. And then I'll make my assumption. Right. But no matter what I think and no matter what you think, it is a, you cannot say that there is not some people out there that are excited for this feature. Absolutely. Example, if you lived in New York and you were always on the subway station, always on the go, always moving around, could this feature be better for you? Could this be something that you're more interested in because... You, it's, you have that device with you all the time. And yeah, you'll have your Switch with you, but we now know with the PlayStation app and the Xbox app that they do things better than the Xbox and the PlayStation do. Yeah, I can send you a text message via PlayStation easier on the PlayStation app than I can type trying to fiddle around with a DualShock 4 typing you a message. Absolutely. So... I'm reserving the, the right to sit there and say, I don't know what this thing's going to be. It could be a giant pile of shit. It could be the ne- the way, the future of how gaming chat works. But, again, they came up with a decision in, in a room, and they said, we're going to try it. <laughs> Not because they thought everyone hated the idea. They did it because they knew some people were going to be like, hey, this is different. I don't like change. But they also knew there's people out there that are like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that's going to be like. Yeah. And some people are going to love it. You want to know why? Because the only thing they're going to be able to do is talk to their friends through the chat system on their phone when they're playing their goddamn Switch in the sun and they can't see the fucking screen. <laughs> they're going to be bitching in their chat be like, I don't know what I'm doing, but at least I can hear you. <laughs> but... Let's talk about the next thing about audio since we're in the audio. Good. No Bluetooth headphone support, at least at launch, on the Switch. I'm fine with this. I don't care. Like, yeah. like your bottom line is if I'm going to use headphones, I want to plug them in anyways because it's one less battery I have to worry about. Yep. My Bluetooth my Bluetooth headphones I, that I carry with me every day to work and everywhere, they, they can hardwire in anyways. So, like, it's not a big deal for me. I'll just hardwire it in. I'm not worried about it. But some people are upset about this. And, you know, in this day and age where Bluetooth is a pretty standard feature, it's hard to understand why the audio functionality is not there. Especially, I'm unclear if there's actually Bluetooth support because it's got to work with your phone. So how's right. how's it connected to your phone? Is it via is it creating you know is it all connection through local Wi-Fi like LAN you know or WAN connection? Dongle. Yeah, it's not a dongle. Don't <laughs> don't do that. Don't don't say those horrible <laughs> word that that horrible word. It's gonna be a giant like one inch by half inch dongle that you have to plug into your phone. 
Well, it's been one episode, and I'm going to be looking for a new co-host <laughs> because he's talking bad about – he's talking very negatively, and I don't like it. All it's right. not going to be a dongle. I just wanted to ru- ruff, ruffle your feathers a little bit, you know? I'm going to take that thing in your hand right there and just ruffle it up. Let me see it. It's a switch. No, you're not getting that one back. You bad ha- Oh, it pulls out <laughs> another one. You have a you you have a problem. It's called addiction. <sighs> All right. Well, we're audio, uh, audio, audio. Well, th- I hit the audio, Bluetooth. Uh, the the lack of 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 wireless mm-hmm. headphones. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that upset. Yeah, I mean everything I use throughout the day is is Bluetooth from, you know, my headphones to my <laughs> the sync system in your car to. Hell, I even have old old school pre Bluetooth and walkie talkies that I use at work. So it's like everything is some sort of portable, you know, audio device that I carry around throughout the day. So and I have no problems transitioning from my daily, you know, Bluetooth jamboree of stuff into my headphones that I game with when I come home, which have a cord. Yeah, I I could see the issue because I mean, with with the portability, the the advantage would be. I want as little cords as possible, right? And and they're in handheld mode. There's no cords, so the headphone would be the only cord. And that's why for me, I'm like, I can deal with it. It's one cord, but I get it for some people. They're like, I just I don't want any cords. I, it should be in this day and age. It should be able to talk to my device, just like my headphones can talk to my iPad, my phone, my computer. My damn car has Bluetooth connection. Mm-hmm. Everything has Bluetooth connection. My toothbrush has Bluetooth connection. Probably I just don't know about it yet. They'll but, have it. It's not. Yeah. It's not a day one. But I could uh, see. It, I could see a patch coming through for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. So the, so that's that, that's the news. That's the stuff that's been coming. That's been circling around since the embargo lifted. Um, I think it's. I think there's been some very positive stuff, some new launch titles, and the focus on indie, which is which they're following the footsteps of Sony's success, where they really focused on indie out the gate and got a got a you know a head start on Xbox because one reason why they got a head start on Xbox. So let's just wrap this up and let's tell people what we thought at, after the presentation. It's really easy. After the initial presentation. Of the Switch, I almost didn't pre-order it. I was so, I was I was sad. I was I was upset, thinking this is it, this is it. I I this is how Nintendo is gonna go go out. Like we're watching Sega all over again. They cannot get out of their own way. That's how bad the presentation was. No, it was worse than that. <laughs> I know, way worse yeah. than that. So oh. that so that's where we started. We then went to Pack South. We got hands-on time with the Switch. It it and before that we got some some treehouse videos some other stuff that really we're like you know what maybe it's not as bad maybe it's not as bad that presentation was just was just bad yeah then we got the hands on and that's what sold me I was like okay I'm glad I got my pre order this thing feels good it all comes down to the software it all comes down to game support right then you know we get the announcements of the games and we're like there's not a lot there but again this thing is it feels good it looks good i think now a week away from the switch i can happily say i believe in this system i believe in nintendo and i think that this feels more like the wii in the sense of success not in the sense of like motion controls and and fucking garbage games yeah but the Wii was a successful system for Nintendo. They did things with the Wii, you know, that 
the Wii U had never saw. And I think this falls closer to the Wii than it does the Wii U. And that is a positive thing. I think the games will be there. The launch might be a little light, but you know what? If you're going to give me Zelda up front and you're going to give me Mario Kart a month, la- you know, a month and a half later, then I'm, I'm going to be fine. Like, the one thing people don't... I don't think people think about is in this day and age where we just get slammed with media. We get slammed with, like, watch this video. Look at this social media. Click that link. Play this game. Look over here. Watch this TV show. Let's go to the movies. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... It's overload. There's It's too much. And for you to sit back and say, I'm going to put a month into Zelda. And yeah, I might beat it in five days. You know, people are crazy. They're going to do things. But it's an open world game. You're going to have side quests. You're going to have all sorts of things that you can do that just just sit back and enjoy it. Don't worry about consuming as much content as you possibly can every second of your life because that's what we've been programmed for now. Right. We're, we're drones walking around with our heads in our phones. And then when we get when we get home and and we no need, we no longer need to distract ourselves with our phones, we throw a screen in front of us and we play a game and half the time we sit down and we go, hmm, "What am I going to play?" I don't know. Should I play Destiny, Overwatch? Maybe I'll go play, you know, Splatoon. No, maybe I'll just play a handheld. Like there's too like it's too much almost. Sometimes I sit down and I got a problem because I own a, sh- a lot of games. Yeah. I'm a collector. I own a ton of games and sometimes I sit down and I don't end up playing games because I can't make my mind up of what I'm going to play. At least with the Switch, I can sit there and say, "Here's my big hits." I'm going to play Zelda. I'm going to play Mario Kart. I'm going to play Splatoon. I'm going to play Mario. And then I'm going to sprinkle in some smaller stuff in the gaps. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a good 2017 with my new system. And I'm going to play games in a way I have never been able to play before. And because of that, I have high expectations and high hopes for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. What people have to realize, too, is... Is does the launch seem a little light? Yeah, it does. But we're going to be under the assumption that if you're going to purchase a Switch because you want to play, you know, Zelda or whatever it is you want to play, that at some point you probably owned another video gaming system or currently do own another video game system. So if you do go in and you blow through Zelda and you're waiting for that, you know, extra month to wait for the next big title to come out, you probably have another video game system you could play. Or replay Zelda, or, you know, it, it, there's so many options out there now that people are trying to dump everything. Oh, hey, this new system's coming out. It's a new hot thing. It's going to take over for everything else. No, it doesn't have to. It has to interest you, intrigue you, and give you what it has, and then allow you to still go other places to pick up what it has. And still, the, at the end of the day, you have to enjoy what you're doing. You know, if you pick up a Switch and you really like Zelda, it might, you know, maybe they change Zelda in a way that you don't like. Or maybe, you know, it's the best Zelda game you've ever played. Everybody's going to have their personal opinion on it. It's not going to be the perfect thing for everyone. So at the end of the day, enjoy playing your game. You know, hope for the success of things like the Switch. Because guess what? If they don't go down, then you're narrowing the playoff field. And at the end of the day, you have one less system that you have the option to play. And that you do, that was my last point. If you're a fan of gaming, if you grew up with Nintendo and and you feel jaded with like you need to like we need to support them. 
We need to un- we need to give them support. I'm not saying go out there and give them all your money. What I'm saying is believe in it. Believe in it. Go read positive things. Go post positive things. And you know what? If there really is some big mistakes made, yeah, they'll they'll come out, and and then that'll be the time to focus them. But right now, we need to sit there and say, hey, I grew up on Nintendo. The NES was where I started, and no matter what. I own a Virtual Boy, for God's sakes, okay? No matter what, I'm going to support Nintendo until they don't put out another system. And that's because they gave me too many positive memories for me to sit back and be some pissed-off asshole about dumb shit. Newsflash, the Wii U failed. It wasn't a bad system. It was horrible marketing, and yeah, there wasn't third-party support, but you know what? It had a ton of great games. And as this thing ages and becomes a collectible item, people are going to realize, oh my god, I never played that game, and how cool is this? Like, it's not terrible. It just didn't. It just wasn't timed right, and the marketing was a disaster. You know, so overall, I think we are very excited for the Switch. Overall, I think the the, the, the community of gamers need to come together and support Nintendo and I think we're going to see the Switch do do very well. That's that's my that's my two cents on it. Then we're going to wrap this up. This has been the topic of our pilot episode of the Gamezilla Alpha. We want to thank everybody to that listened. We you can you can listen to the show every week on Sunday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google, Google Play. Play. And, of course, MotorCityGaming.com. It's a website. Oh, you had to get it in there. I had to. I, 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 I was I, hoping I miss, that, I miss that our was producer. Die. I miss our <laughs> producer a little bit, okay? I miss him a little bit, so I got to give him a little bit of love. But um, thanks for thanks for joining us. We want to thank our patrons once again. Yes. Thanks to Patreon, this show exists. So It's because of you that GameZilla Alpha is true. So thank you for all those patrons that already have supported us. If you listen to this and or GameZilla or anything that comes out of Motor City Gaming, tell your friends. You know, click that like button. Click that subscribe. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbor. Anybody that likes video games, you know, maybe your your neighbor plays Candy Crush. Tell them about us. Come support us so that we can keep supporting you. And lastly, for all of our fans out there, for all of the people that have been listening to the GameZilla podcast, listening to the Legend of Retro podcast... We are. This is a new show, which means it's going to be a new listing on iTunes. And what we need from you is to head on over there, be the Alpha Squad, head on over to iTunes, make sure to give it five stars and leave a review. It's going to help us with the initial push of the GameZilla Alpha and get us ranking well in the categories that we need to uh, to be recognized in. So, thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. It's been I think I think it was a I think it was a good pilot show. Great pilot episode. All right. Well, Jazzy, we, we never f- really talked about how we're going to close this out. So what do you got for me? <laughs> we're still GameZilla, so we're going OG. Okay, so we'll see you next week and until then, game, game on. on. Give me a couple switches in there. Yeah. Mhm.